welcome to the 8 News Show. I'm your host, Andrew, and um, today I'm here with Hannah, um, another podcast from Albany uh, and another podcast from uh, Hannah's house. Um, but in this podcast, we've had a fair bit to cover while we're down here, and the last thing we need to talk about is homeschooling. Yep. Something completely different so for different. the channel. Um, I'm actually really excited about this because uh, – we haven't covered that subject and really as from a holistic viewpoint, all of the things that we talk about on this channel really at some point have to intersect with this taking back of our natural lives. Yeah. And I think homeschooling is really part of that process. Um, and, you know, we've, we've talked about a few people that you're in contact and that I know as well. And I've in the last six months that I've been involved heavily in this movement in, in Western Australia, um, I hear constantly about homeschooling. Yeah, and right. Yeah. And I, know, I haven't actually mentioned that to you yet, but um, I've had many conversations um, with other people who are doing that in Perth. And isn't it fascinating that the people who are indeed involved in the freedom movement in Perth are already right across that. It really says something to you about the consciousness of our society. Yeah. And that, um, you know, I'm not saying that people that are conscious of these things are better than everyone else, but it is a um, it is an issue of consciousness. And yeah. really in the crux of what we're doing is actually all about raising the consciousness. Obviously, it's about capturing the evidence on record when we talk yeah. about the jab injured series and the homelessness series and uh, things like that. But um, we're really what we're really trying to do is we're really trying to build that platform for the people who are conscious and allow um, a uh, an entry point for those people who are at the moment sitting at home really questioning um, the government and their these issues around forced medical experimentation and yeah. we, we, we just about, no, I think I should say everyone know, now knows someone who's been injured. So these these issues are very real issues and so is homeschooling. Yep, and it totally intersects. Like it totally you'll be, does. You'll be surprised at what you can correlate back to education. Absolutely. So, Hannah, let's get into why... Um, how did you first become aware of homeschooling? What actually caused you to start investigating um, some of these things? Really, this is about you. And mm. I know we're talking about homeschooling, but as we've just suggested, all these things intersect. Yeah. And from what I understand, this is actually what set you on your path. So what was it that occurred in your life? Yeah, so my background probably as context would have led me to homeschooling. But what probably got me homeschooling in 2013, 14-ish mm. was a series of, of things actually, which you will find when you talk to a lot of homeschoolers. So children a, are sick, mm. um, d behavioural or learning difficulties, uh, sometimes religious or cultural beliefs, um, sometimes a distance thing sometimes unhappy with the school curriculum and what's being pushed onto a children. Right. So I've, that's something I haven't been aware of. So if you've got a child who's really problematic uh, for whatever reason, people often 
go to homeschooling because of that, do they? Yeah. I mean, we don't have a lot of time today and we're just diving straight in without people really knowing who I am. So I feel a little bit like I'll just be like jumping in there and apologising that I'm going to just deep dive into a whole heap because it's a nuanced subject. And like our subject with Dr Mitch last night where there was another perspective on doctors, I have three sisters who are teachers and EAs, several cousins, aunties and uncles, and so I don't want to disrespect every single teacher out there and everyone in the education system. However, I have very strong views about the education system and they're not pretty. But Mm. I'm just diving straight into that. And so I guess a little bit of, yes, there are people that are problematic Mm. and you, you just cannot have a teacher overwhelmed, overworked and nowadays almost parenting the child because the parent's not necessarily parenting in the same way. Yeah, that's right. And, and certainly Huge the government is pushing issue. people to, um, to to give over their parenting. Yeah. last thing we need is the government taking care of the education of our children or the, yeah. the guidance of our children. I mean, if it's you want your society dangerous. to break down, that's how you do it. You start with the little ones. You start with the little ones. So, And, I mean, this is all part of a bigger picture of um, – all sorts of legislation that's come along over the last 30 years, things like allowing children to, um, uh, what's the word for it, you know, ditch their parents. What is it legally? Mm. How do you speak to, about legally? To be able to do things without consent. Yeah, and... Um, y- or, yeah, y- divorce their parents. Divorce yeah. their parents. That's what I'm... I mean, that, remember quite a while ago, I guess 15-odd years ago, that was a real thing in the news. Yeah. Um, and I remember thinking, what the heck? Yeah, you saw celebrities like Macaulay Culkin or someone would would have some estrangement over money or something, but not well, in the normal mainstream, normal that's ordinary right, plebs. But that's how they enter it into our consciousness. Yes. They have the popular um, yeah. figure goes in and starts talking yep. about it. So going back to that, we want to sort of push into the story okay. and don't apologise for taking a deep dive too quickly. Look. Everyone in the audience, this is really an introduction to homeschooling. This Mm. is a subject that I really do believe I'm going to be covering a lot more. There are a few other subjects that we're starting to think more seriously about, and I'm thinking that that's going to be kind of like a season two, if you want to put it that way. Um, So um, I'm really happy to start talking about these things now and um, get into it much more analytically later on so let's not worry about the details too much but um i'm really interested to know that well first of all you were a nurse and there were some things that took place when you started giving birth to Mm -hmm. your children that really started making you wake up and start looking into this and also you were saying that you grew up as a real hippie kid a real nature kid um your mum was really an influencing factor in that. Mm. Tell us a little bit about that and your background. Yep. Okay. So I grew up in Bustleton in West Australia and back in the eighties it was really a lovely little country beachside town. Mm. It's more of a city feel now. Um, but it was a beautiful place to grow up and it was very free. You know, you just rode your bikes home when it started to get dark, like all of us <laughs> sort of remember that yeah. our kids don't have so much now. My kids do here in Albany, but Yeah. Um, and we had five acres, like a bush block and some paddocks, and we had sheep and cows and horses, and I had a pet kangaroo, um, chickens. Did you, did and, you ride it to school? Huh? Uh, <laughs> Just for the I've told a few Americans that I have, which is a bit naughty, but... And yeah, just it was just really what you would describe as an idyllic childhood. Yeah. And if we did get sick, which was very rare, very, very, very rare, 
If we did, it was, you know, frozen peas on it or a bit of apple cider vinegar or some cellulite. So just real basic home hey, Hannah, remedies. you got so much more than I did. I mentioned on the podcast last night that my father was a GP. Yeah. Um, in those days, the medical advice that I got was a slap on the back, um, mm-hmm. gentle one, and it would be like, You'll be right. You'll be right. Fair mate. bump, play on. Yeah, he'd go. Get back on your bike. He'd say every single time he'd say the same thing. He goes, these things take a week or two to get over. Oh my god! <laughs> and then mum and dad would start fighting. That is all, such a doctor's lack of bedside manner. Oh, it totally is. <laughs> With and his own kids. He'd bring home. Um, he'd bring home the little sample of drugs all the time. There's wicked cupboard full of drugs. But if there was anything that was needed specifically for a sick child in the house, he'd forget every time. No way. And it would be at the point where mum, I remember one time mum going off and she made him go back down to the surgery to pick some stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't happy mm. because he's like, they'll be right, they'll be right. No, yeah. Anyway. We, we, we had a really, really fun, free, loving childhood. Very, There was no TV. Mm. There was just no TV at all. And, of course, obviously people had TVs in. Yeah. Uh, so it was a lot of outdoorsy stuff, a lot of beach, a lot of nature, a lot of mud pies. Stuff. Right, so you became a nurse. Yep, my mum had been a nurse, so I was really keen on that. And I had a real same thing here, social, uh, like a, a justice. So I really wanted to be a missionary nurse in Africa right from when I was young because we had a cottage and we had lots of missionaries come back on furlough, like come back and have a bit of a break. So I got to talk to lots of people who were all over the world helping in slums and stuff you like that. You got to so see was, the reality of life. Yeah, I wanted to help people and I thought if I can help people with nurse medical stuff, which they don't have as good resources in these countries, um, yeah, and, you know, build schools and libraries and water tanks and stuff, that's that's what I wanted to do. Isn't it interesting though that um, I think anyone that you speak to that's now in this um, realm that we're in, this realm of we, we desperately need freedom because we're going to lose everything if we don't fight back for it now, um, all of us, I think it's fair to say all of us, even Dr Mitch who last night said, look, I'm not the most empathetic kind of person but I'm really interested in the science, yeah. which I thought was a little bit um, – I don't know if he's really identified in himself. I think just purely becoming a doctor, you have to have some kind of empathy for human beings. Mm. I don't know how you'd get through the um, the initial interviews because you don't just sign up and become a doctor, people. You have to go through a series of interviews. They can't have mass murderers trying to become doctors, okay? Yeah. So there's a, there there's, must be a sort of profile. There is. There indeed is. There are is. more analytical and less bedside manner doctors and then there are doctors that are very effusive with their care and stuff like that. That's I think he's right. saying he's the former. He'll I think get it done with a bit of compassion but he's not known for his yeah, effusiveness maybe. That's right. He's not going to break down and cry. Yeah, um, whereas so, I would. Whereas I, I probably do. would as well. And what <laughs> I, the point that I was trying to get to is that I think it's fair to say that the vast majority of people who are, are awake, and I don't like saying that, I think it's becoming cliche, yep. but they are people, and I know I can say this about myself, that the pure reason I'm in this game is that it it just not only does it outrage outrage me, it kind of puts me into a bit of a state of panic when I see what's happening to people around me because anyone who can't identify with the fact that if that's happening to someone else, then that can happen to me. And it's a case of the, the classic um, the classic saying, and I just don't remember where this come, came, come from, I think it was the American Civil War, but um, you can stand together or you can hang separately. Yeah. 
And this is something that it makes complete sense. And historically speaking, it's proven to be correct. It's a correct statement. So all these people out there who aren't trying to stand together or who are ridiculing those who are sort of saying, hey, stop hurting our fellow human beings, Mm -hmm. um, then I'd urge those people to really reconsider and really start looking into why people like you and I are speaking about these things because you can't just simply dismiss it and go to the footy game, okay? You Most people, though, do wait for a crisis before they speak up. Like I've seen so many friends over my, right. say, over a Facebook timeline of 15 years, say, where uh, their mum or their sister gets breast cancer and suddenly you see them with the yellow daisies mm. and the pink ribbons and they're having high teas and they're raising funds and they're walking for cancer and you see it becomes a passion of theirs because yeah. it hit home. And they really commit to yeah. it. Yeah, or people, another example I use all the time is people don't go to marriage counselling until one of them is like, I'm out the door and then it's a scramble. No, 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 I love you, we can make it work, here's some flowers, whatever. Mm. Usually I think it's human nature... Um, yeah. to wait for a crisis point. Yeah, it's a shame that it's we're like that. It's until it happens to you. Yeah, you it's a real care. shame that we, we're like that and hopefully um, we mature a little bit down I the track so. and move away from that sort of thinking. But yep. um, So you had a few things that happened to you that yep. made you start investigating things yep. and we don't really need to talk about that now, but that led you to the want to homeschool. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about how you actually got into it because I'm sure there's a lot of people sitting out there going, well, I've been thinking about this for ages, but I just don't know where to start. I could I could talk about this for hours and I could say in a nutshell right now and then expand on it, just it'll be okay, take a chill pill, it works out. Because people immediately when they think about homeschooling, well, I did, it was weirdos like cult yep. sort of wear coverings and long denim skirts maybe, which always sounds probably mean maybe to make that assumption, but yeah, that but was my you're trying thinking to make at a the point. time. Yeah. Or it was, um, yeah, like it just why would you do it? Every parent is exhausted, sadly. Mm. And so you just, it's almost you get, they get to kindy four or five, kindy and pre-primary, and you go, oh, thank goodness. Like I can have, I can go out for a couple with my friends. I can do the shopping without dragging the toddler and the baby with me in and out of the car capsules and everything else. So it's almost like a glorified babysitting service subconsciously because remember we've all been conditioned for a long time. Mm. So most people when they think about the concept of homeschooling and why I'm quite active about it more now than when I homeschooled the boys when they were younger is because they are so overwhelmed at the even concept of homeschooling. And the biggest thing I get is, what if I stuff up? What if I make a mistake? What if I don't know how to teach them? I'm dumb. I don't know maths. I don't know how to teach. Uh, I'm not a teacher. Mm. And all of these questions come out. What What if I don't do a good enough job and my kid can't get into uni in 15 years or whatever? And yep. there's these, these basically lies or presuppositions mm. from our conditioning mm. that tells us, and it's quite funny when we think about it, why can't I continue from when my kid is two and I'm toilet training him or, or one and I'm uh, You're learning all these things you've never had. We're learning the to. whole time yep. and we're role modelling to our children the whole time. Say, please don't snatch from Johnny. You yep, ask yep, yep. for the toy. Say, ta, ta, here comes the food. Yep, yep. You're, you're learning with them the whole time from the moment you're pregnant and you're going, this is So you're saying, why can't you it continue It continues on that path? and it gets easier because they are becoming more independent. 
Yeah. It doesn't get harder. And We're I'd just like to make another point. Trained. Yeah, I'd like to also say that um, a lot of people say to me, for example, because I'm sort of I've got a little bit of a reputation for just taking on things that I know nothing about. Yeah, right. Okay. People say, "How the hell did you do that?" And I, I just, it's really simple, actually. People, you um, put one foot in front of the other, right. and you take the first step, and you go, "Right, got there. Next step." Da, da, mm-hmm. da. And you might be setting out to climb Mount Everest. But the reality is yep. all you're doing one is day at a time. one day at a time, address the challenges, work it out, move to the next. And you don't have to achieve it all overnight. We're all conditioned to expect that we just become instant experts. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, if we don't have immediate success, there's a problem. Um, look, I've been doing podcasting for a little while now, but I've just introduced video and I really royally stuffed it up last night. We did a live stream and we we got 20 minutes of valuable information that was cut off. But um, you know what? I'm okay with it because um, whilst I have regrets, um, I have to be okay that I'm learning. Yeah. Okay, you have to be the disaster before you become the master. And so yeah. I urge everyone who's interested in homeschooling or anything else that seems like they're going to have to climb Mount Everest to achieve it, just allow yourself to make a mistake. Yeah. And the next thing I'd like to just clarify for the audience is we haven't actually spoken about it, but you advise people on this yeah. under a business name. Just yeah. again, you've mentioned a couple of them. Let's quickly just mention what your your various information outlets are. You're on yeah, social so, media. So people can find me. So I have changed and rebranded under one thing because it was easier. So detoxdoula at gmail.com, Hannah Bennett dash the detoxdoula or detoxdoula on Facebook. I'm detoxdoula on TikTok. I'm detoxdoula on Instagram. So that doula is the, that, the Greek word for woman's servant. So doula is a, is what I had trained in after my nursing in London and w- my coaching has moved much more towards detoxing, but I mean detoxing your kids from screen time, detoxing toxic people in your life, detoxing and using supplements to get healthier. So I right. found that I kept going to the same pain point for hundreds of people over and over, over the, more than a decade. And so I initially was the peaceful doula because it was always about peace in the home and the peaceful mama, um, which was about parent uh, homeschooling your children peacefully um, and parenting peacefully so that your children are mm. content and calm and you are as well mm. um, very important in a home really important and mm. that would probably be my next tip is um never do anything in homeschooling or really in parenting or life at the expense of the relationship like if your kid mm. doesn't get a mass concept and you're there and i've seen this and I then you start blowing up at You are, why can't you understand this? Why does my kid wriggle after 20 minutes of English? Why, da, 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 You have this opportunity to curate your child's education and bond with them more than any other parent sending their kids off to daycare or kindy or school. And then you only have them for a few, you know, seven weeks of infancy, 51 weeks of like of newborn and infancy. Hannah, I've got to say to you, I was just hanging out with your eldest, Dylan. Yeah. Um, my gosh, he's mature. Where for 14, he really 14, is. 14, he we really get, is. We get that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's still a silly boy and, you know, well, just silly. I'm, I'm 50, nearly 51. I'm still a silly boy. Yeah. I love being a child at times. Yeah. Because you have to, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I, th- I think one of the other things I'd like to mention is, and I've actually met other kids that have been homeschooled, there isn't that um, horrible pretense about a kid. You kind of don't – I've never once with, being here with you ever thought, oh, I'm waiting for this kid to 
like be cheeky or something like that. Mm. They're just so pleasant to be around. And, um, oh, that's good. Um, they really are, mate. <laughs> they really are. They've, um, and I had a really enjoyable conversation with him and it's just been – the other thing I'd like to say is, you know, you say you're the peaceful duel, oh, you were. Um, I've just – it's just been lovely being here, hasn't it, Mark? There's been no issues at all. I've never felt like oh, I better, he- I better, I need to ha- head off tonight, even though I am. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with you. <laughs> Cut your visit early. Desperately it need is. to have a break. Actually, we, we want our home to be a place of ministry where you can minister, administer help and support to other people through mm. the way that you live your life. If you're being authentic mm. and you have integrity. And which is being vulnerable about the mistakes and journey mm. that got you to where you are, um, because people are able to relate mm. to that. It makes them feel safe to I, open up. So that's why it, it's so yeah. important to have a peaceful home. You can't fake that. It bursts at the seams if it's pretend. People well, I'll tell can you smell what, it. if you'd been, if, if the roles were reversed and you were staying in my family home when I was a child, I guarantee you by now I've only been here for what, not even 24 hours yet, you would have had at least three, you would have witnessed at least three moments where my father was just screaming at us. Um, It was, I was constantly being screamed at and it actually really affected me psychologically because we'd be out in, say, public Mm. and because my father had that pattern development there, it could be anything. It might be just... um, you know how you, you're going to leave the park and it's like, hey, hey, kids, or you go over and you fetch him. My father would just stand in that one spot and just let it rip and the entire world would hear him go, Andrew, wow. get over here, we're leaving. Kind of thing. And I'd be like, oh, my God, and you'd be with the other kids and I remember just the blood rushing into my head so I'd be that embarrassed yeah. kind of thing. And um, he just did it constantly. So I really admire what you're saying to me and I completely agree with what you're saying. So... Um, you know, all those experiences um, turn us into who we are. Mm-hmm. And I think um, the thing that I'm grateful for, I mean, don't get me wrong, he did teach me some really good lessons. Now, as I mentioned, he was a GP, but yeah. he always he always said it was, don't you ever think you're better than anyone else, which I have always <laughs> valued. I really have, but there's a lot I didn't value, um, obviously. But also a, a bit of uh, context there as well could be, we're very, very, very blessed now that we have resources, blogs, to be able to learn YouTube videos, parenting books now. Uh, the psychology has changed and pendulum swinged and everything. So you, I mean, right. in some ways it's dangerous because we now have a society of kids who are mollycoddled and uh, overprotected and given too much screen time and confused mm. uh, because every parent wants to be woke and PC well, and a best friend to their kid and you mm. can't. Mm. Well, you've just you've just hit on something I'd love to mention. Um, I'm sorry if this offends anyone, but hey, I don't care. I'm, I'm actually not <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> um, I just I'm just going to pay your lip service. Um, I keep hearing from people who have children, um, teenage children in schools, and they're saying, "Oh my God, my child's entire year, three quarters of them are gay or bi." Mm-hmm. I mean, my or cis God, or queer, or non-binary. Oh. Same in oh Dylan's year. God, so oh Dylan God. is 14, so year nine, and he was paid out really badly in the last two years through all this pandemic as being transphobic because <laughs> he said he posted some stuff from Do- Dr. Mitch Lever oh, yeah. about masks, all backed up with proper PubMed references and everything. And a few people attacked him and said, oh, just stop using your Instagram. Like enough is enough. Like you're spreading misinformation. <laughs> and he said to the girl... I'm not going to take science advice from a girl that he's a them, they on Instagram. 
<laughs> what a ledge. <laughs> that just went around social media as him being transphobic and everything. Oh, but he was just fanta. like, what the heck? Like, yeah, no, good on him. But good yeah, on him. no, there, there are people, the children really are confused. And again, this is where it cross sections. This is when everything intersects. This is from mm. my background, the dueling, the nursing, the, the my own vaccine injured kids, going into homeschooling, being overwhelmed and why I'm so passionate now about homeschooling is more about helping other parents not feel overwhelmed. Yes. Because I've just learned it's way, way more chilled than what we expected to be. You do not have to replace 12 years of academia, ticking all your KPIs and being a teacher. That's not what homeschooling is. Yeah, because... um, It's a continuation of a love of lifelong learning. That's right. And there's some amazing support bases for you there. So let's get into that a little bit. So you, you're one of these support bases, yeah. Um, but where do you get your information from, or who, who's your support base? Because I know there's a few people around. I think that we when, don't have to mention names. No, I think but, that once you get established and encouraged, like I think it's really important, whatever journey you're on, that you have a little cheerleading team. Mm-hmm. Whether it's people that will help you with your marriage, and they won't hate your husband because you had a fight or, you know, they're just going to be there to help reframe things and encourage you and whatever. I think it's really important that we have that in parenting and as a continuation on that in helping teach our children. Yeah, and I'd like to also mention that when you do set out on these things that you just, um, you don't know where you're going to go and there's all these fears and whatever, just have faith that the right people will come into your life because I've had this experience so many times. I mean, uh, intense experiences over the last few months of this, but indeed all of my life where I'm, I'm really, I really want to do this or that, and so I'm like, ah, that's it, I've got to do it. And I don't, but I, I don't have any friends around it. Well, guess what? I always make Come new along. friends straight away mm-hmm. um, because they're into what I'm into, sort of thing. So those people are out there, everyone, yeah. um, and they will be there for you. And and we're speaking to one right now, and of course we've got video. You can see that it, we're, it's a real person on the other end of this mic. Um, uh, and and yeah. they all they, all you need to do is reach out to Hannah on yeah. Facebook, yeah. for example, yeah. or on Instagram, Instagram yeah. and and make contact. There's a website, um, the Detox Doula, uh, I think it's .com, not .au, but there'll be blogs on there and videos on there showing what a day-to-day life looks like to take the overwhelm out. It's really quite content and quite – there's a flow if you can just step back from, and I really, really encourage people when they start homeschooling to unschool for at least yeah, a year. Yeah, let's get into that because that's a very key point we were talking about yeah. before we started the show today. What is unschooling? Yeah, so the concept is is that we're always learning in life. So the, a, a sort of a play on unschooling is world schooling. So a lot of people who call themselves world schoolers travel. They travel with their kids. Oh, wow. So we had the, the boys in London. We went to Rome. We went to the Colosseum. We went to Pompeii and actually saw the Mount Mount Vesuvius. Oh, my gosh. So, so hang on, you were homeschooling, but you were traveling and homeschooling. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So then the last four years we brought the kids down and we put them on campus for a school that we knew had a distance ed program. So we knew about this school. Um, program through homeschooling friends who did that the school's there. based in Albany, and yeah. that has a campus in Albany. There's seven or eight campuses around Australia. Um, but unschooling is it's easier to probably describe it as uh, if we would go to the beach on a really nice day, and most of the time the kids do numeracy and literacy, just mm-hmm. as fundamentals. 
but it's a really beautiful day, so let's catch up with some friends or just go down and do a bit of skimboarding or whatever. And we'll notice mm. that the tide is really high. The boys will notice that because they're skimboard the waters. And so we talk about the tides and we talk about, did you know that the moon actually has something to do with the tides? Yeah, and so like, everything, what? Everything, everything you do You becomes... see a, a shell, you talk about a jakey will come up and say parrotfish poo and that's what 50% of sand is. And the entire time that you're out actually, you're homeschooling. And what gets easier is that you then know what you're ticking off on the curriculum. That's so. That's science. That is, that is maths and geometry when you're looking at cloud formations and then you're looking at precipitation and you, like the whole time you're actually ticking off what the government wants you to cover in curriculum but you're doing it through play, through nature, through fun, through connection with family, through friendships. It's infinitely and, um, tell better me, than school. <laughs> I mean, I think this is a, a question that I'd be interested in knowing. I mean, have you enjoyed your experience Um Obviously, you know, you're an adult, you became a nurse, you've got some worldly experience behind you, but um, have you been learning again with the kids? Yes. So unschooling for me the first time I did it with the kids, I would say was the best, most pivotal point in my life where I had realised how much we're just, we just accept as uh, truth and it helped me to be a more empathetic holistic, well-rounded, more balanced, critical thinking person. Mm. And that would have been when the boys were 2013, 14, 15, 16. We moved down here Christmas 17. So in that era where the boys were young, you know, pre-primary, year one, year two, year three, so foundational years, so Mm -hmm. quite important, uh, the education system would say that's quite an important fundamental foundation building time, Um, we – together learnt really cool things and we'd watch interesting documentaries on Netflix and then discuss so why is forks over knives or cowspiracy and this whole vegan thing is that is that true who sponsored that documentary Mm. do they make a point about dairy and meat industry though we come from those so we would explore for a whole year every time we saw something it just added to that learning and what it made us be, we might not even have taken a position on it. We might not have had this firm, I am a this or I have this label or this is my belief. But my kids are really good now even at, which was evident in this COVID thing, Dylan is really good at maths and data and stats and stuff. And oh, he was so just, he was leading your – He was your, like yeah. – so if the efficacy – this is when he was 12, 13. He was like if the efficacy is like such and such percent – and you're at this risk for here, but the efficacy, like he was just doing all these stats and going, so you're like 15, 16 times more likely to die from the jab than you are to die from COVID just based on the data <laughs> that they've given us. And I'm like... A 12-year-old can work yeah, it out. Yeah, <laughs> like they're just better at looking at things. So they have to listen. If, if I'm like, tidy your room, get your jobs done, we're going out. They can't just be like, well, I'm going to critical think about that and just argue the point with you. But if there's you're a still con- the parent after all. Totally. But also they're more relaxed and, and their work. I mean, you saw you arrived yesterday yeah, no. and we had just come back from Perth and Dylan just sat down on his Apple Mac and did a whole heap of his yeah, education. And he was doing it this for hours morning. As a year nine boy, self-directed. Oh, oh, it was, we came home from, we just did a little drive around Albany. Everyone got yep. a coffee. It was lovely. Um, and we came home and Dylan's sitting here at his laptop and I said, what are you up to, dude? Are you playing a game? And he said, no, I'm studying the um, layers of the planet or something. <laughs> the Earth I'm crust. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> so when they, but when they have their free time and when they get to go out and do mountain biking and they've gone to Perth and we've gone to the markets and we've umpired and we've had all this fun, they are more. It is actually more psychologically conducive to their learning because they yes. have so much outlet. They don't have you learn and then you get this allocated recess time. They have you play and you enjoy life and then you have allocated book work, work time. Bo- yeah. Yeah, it's, it's more it's balanced. A better flip for a but child. But not only that, Hannah, you don't have your kids coming home from school with a toxic behaviour that mm-hmm. they learnt from some other kid on the day or yeah. over the last week or something yeah. or other. It's just, you know, uh, yeah. there's so many levels that that's wrong. So and I'm not levels. saying that going to school is wrong. It's not. Um, I do think, though, that... Um, I'd argue it's not best for your kid. I'd argue that too. <laughs> but, but I think, I mean, I had... I've got that I, position now. I've got to be honest, I'm... I can spend a lot of time alone. I wouldn't say I'm alone, though. I'm very social and I really loved going to school for that side of it. Yep. Yeah, so, so I can talk about that, what we've done okay, down here to address the social issue. Awesome. Let's talk about it. Racks me up. You have like children who are um, in their own grade, seated next to wherever they've been seated and positioned, and that becomes their friend for life. I went to school in year three with a boy called Patrick, and he is my friend, and he was the groomsman in my wedding type Holy of thing, crap. Right? I've got a No, I've I'm just making that up. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got a story like that, but yeah. Yeah, but, you know, you're positioned into that. Yeah. Whereas... You know, when you're homeschooling, what you'll see at the hub, which if you go to the Peaceful Mama on Facebook, you'll see photos up there. And I've also got a private group where we post locally what we do. But I've invited people from Bunbury that you know, like um, Debbie and yeah, Tanya yeah. and that, to to look at what we're doing. And we work with the Perth people as well if there's a cool outing at the zoo or winter ice skating or whatever. Yeah, You're not taking them to get free tickets if they get the job, but yeah. No, yeah. no, absolutely not. So we have... Uh, so much social interaction and it's with adults, peers, colleagues, friends. So you're There's, meeting new people all the time. So they're right. learning proper social so, skills. So the boys have got our beekeeper takes them out to chop wood, pick up pavements and do all of that. They've got 25 Airbnbs that they do lawn mowing and bin cleaning for. So they're meeting people, they're running a business, they're doing profit loss margins. They're oh, wow. 12, just turned 12 and 14. So your kids are going to be well and truly capable of looking after themselves. Of real life they're, skills, yeah. yeah. They, they Whereas bake, most they kids, cook. yeah. Most kids come out of school, they've got no skill at all. Yeah. Um, and they end up just becoming on, um, a dull bludger, basically. I'll, I'll read this out. This is this is, this is is the one thing of page of notes. I said, the school mm. system is criminal in that it kills a child's spirit of learning. You watch kindy kids, they go into school all excited, they can't wait to learn all the new things, and then teachers quickly teach them to sit down and shut up. Mm-hmm. And that the uh, children's interest has to be the interest of the herd. It has to fit in for all 30 kids in the class. That's right. Um, in this system, they don't want us to learn about money because they just want to pump out good employees who do what they're told. And if you look at school, it's the opposite of what it actually takes to be successful in real life. Don't make a mistake. Do as you're told. Take tests by yourself. Don't cooperate. Do it alone. There's only one right answer. No, there are tons of answers to a problem. So if you come, so you come out of school, you're so scared to make a mistake. You're not able to cooperate. You do things alone. So you're not a team player. There's no synergy, no brainstorming together, and there's only one right answer. And so your kids are actually paralysed. Jeez, I tell you what, from a philosophical point of view, I'm sitting here listening to what you're saying, and I'm thinking, I can see that in relationships that I have these days. So for example, um, I've been talking to lots of people about doing things together. Actually, most of my life, I've been, I've, I've got this thing where I, I 
I don't really want to do anything alone. I, I want to have someone do it with yeah, me. It's I enjoyable. Think, the memory is more enjoyable if you've got someone there with you. The quality's yeah. much higher yeah. as well. But um, gosh, it's hard um, that um, basic decision making process that people go through to agree that oh yes, we'll do this together or do that, do that together. Um, it's almost impossible for me to get people to do anything with me um, in the sense that. Uh, They'll throw up a thousand reasons why it can't be done. And what are those reasons? Like what are examples? All stupid things. Like what happens if I put more effort in than you? And just to give you a, a silly example, let's say someone, um, we're making videos and someone puts out lots of videos in one week, but I only do one podcast. But it takes me all week to line up that interview and get through all the the stuff that's got to be got through, make notes so that it's as professional as it can be, have a proper show plan and all that, which I've been completely failing at over the last few days. But that's um, I'm giving myself permission to do yeah, that. It's we're, not a failure. We've rushed into this yeah. and we've just tried to make the best um, use of our time. It's a time. beautiful and spontaneous, It really is. Um, and at the moment we're paying $2.40 per litre of um fuel whether it be diesel or petrol roughly that two dollars forty mark it's extremely expensive to do anything at the moment yeah. um so if you make um if you suddenly find yourself having to bolt up the coast or down the coast you might as well make the best of it and that's what we're trying to do right so yeah. but um uh I, I i just have all these problems trying to get people to work together and in in this, and the reason I'm bringing it up is where we're we're really talking about homeschooling here. But what we're really talking about is this society. whole the whole realm of what it what what makes up society and and why people are um, I, some people are able to see what's wrong and others just aren't. Yeah. It's all about your 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 um all the biases that you've been brought up with and all that sort of thing. And so by going into homeschooling, you're really removing that. You're taking back the power as a parent. Yep. And now it takes a special kind of parent to do this because I think that there are a lot of people out there that just don't care anyway. But, yep. But if you do and you are out there and you're thinking about this, I, I just I, I don't know if I'm framing it really well, but Give yourself permission to make mistakes, but commit to it. Mm -hmm. You can't say, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And then you start and within five seconds you've given up because it's all just too hard. Just allow yourself to make the mistakes and just tell yourself that all I've got to do is figure out where I went wrong um, and then make the change and move on. Yeah. Um, don't have a meltdown. Don't feel like you've failed. Just have faith that Honestly, you will be successful. Honestly, I don't think that you can fail loving your children more and spending yep. more time with them. Mm. I think what homeschooling teaches us, that parenting teaches us, which we don't like, is it shows our own failures. Yep. When we respond to our kids' behaviour, we're triggered by their whinging. We don't like it. It frustrates me. I just want to have a cup in peace. I just want to go to the toilet in peace. And fine, it is nice to have a cup in peace and all of that. Mm -hmm. But you have your children for just a few weeks. When you count up the weeks in which they are at, at primary if, school, if they were going a teenager, school whatever, yeah. yeah, it is not a long time that you have them before you go out the nest, little one. I hope mm. you fly high in this world. Yeah. And then if you're a father that works his butt off and doesn't get home at all, or a mother, yeah. um, you, you miss them even more. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you know the old saying, oh, I actually just miss their, their yeah. growth years and I regret it so much. I, so. Uh, hundreds of people 
who would comment on my photos of the kids growing up have said, I remember, oh, I just remember the smell of that downy hair of a little one. Or I remember little kid comes in and he's crying and he's grazed his knee and, you know, and his little tearful eyes looking up at you and you're like, I feel so bad he fell over. And all these mums who are 20 years ahead of me are like, oh, I just wish I could kiss another bloodstained knee. I just oh. wish I could hug my little boy again. He's he's yeah. up on the mines. He's married and went to oh. France. And they, they miss, they, they regret not, taking not being More what's the time. word mindful yeah being in the moment and being present and homeschooling accentuates your own growth as a person because mm. as a parent you can't be selfish you have to get up in the night and feed the baby you've got to change pooey nappies at inconvenient times whatever mm. and as a homeschooler you've got to answer questions most of the time i say i don't know that's a really good question why don't we find out the answer together together and that's the point right so um just to sort of wrap that up, because there is yeah. something else I want to speak about sure. with you. Um, if a parent is out there listening to this and they, they're really interested in getting involved, you can go to Facebook and look up Hannah Bennett on yeah. Facebook or yeah. do Detox Doula. Yeah. It's D-E-T-O-X-D-O-U-L-A. Yep. And, on, and on Facebook, I'm also Peaceful Mama. So you'll see lots As of well. homeschooling encouragements. and Okay. So just uh, um, give those people a little bit of more, bit, bit more background. And we've talked about some of the issues and, and said, look, you can do it and you can because, you, look, yep. no matter – this is the other thing. Society teaches us to think that we're dumb, that we can't know yep. anything unless we've got the proper training. That's not true. That's bullshit. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of people who are not – for example, um, I've, I've met so many people, they might not be an engineer, but they know so much more about the subject because they're just deeply passionate about it. Yeah. And if it's something you're passionate about, you will be successful. So if you're passionate about um, homeschooling, start looking into it, which brings me to, we've talked about resources and things like that, but is there some way that a parent can come in and actually start pre-preparing and just sort of get the feel for what's going on? You know, we like to try before we buy. Mm. How does a parent who's sort of feeling that way get into that? I mean, locally, obviously, I run a hub here because right. I didn't want my kids to miss out on certain school experiences that I loved and that I know that they love. So like school camps, cross-country oh. carnivals, all of that kind of stuff. So you act like you, you bring that together yourself. I totally – like my kids will not be getting the dregs. They are going to have an epic, epic camp. They're oh, going to wow. have awesome athletics carnival with egg and spoon races and the sack races and the 50-metre dash and the prizes. We're looking for local sponsorship uh, uh, sausage sizzle, colours, team names, okay. open to the whole southwest. So Perth, okay. Manjimup, Bustleton, Albany. Now, are you doing these things through school holidays as well? So this school holidays has been crazy, mm. busy, and I'm tired. Yeah. I'm not tired because I'm homeschooling. I'm tired because I run like the clappers and do 50 billion things not and run that, businesses. And we've just come out of this horrible time that we've, already, that we've all experienced and we um, – we're, we're actually all tired from it. So Yeah, it's been an emotional mm, roller coaster. It yeah. has. But, but term, yeah, I, I we, we had a homeschool ball and right. all the kids, the high school kids got to dress up and go to this ball. What I'm getting at 
is if a parent wants to try before they buy, for, for example, mm. um, you have these events that other people can bring their oh, children yeah. to yeah. so that they can mingle with you, yeah, yeah. their kids can mingle yeah. with the other homeschool kids and they can just get a feel for what's Heaps going on. Heaps of their friends from footy, basketball, youth groups and stuff have come. They came to the ball. They come to some of our events in the day. Oh, when they were, yeah, when there was a mask mandate and the parents didn't want to homeschool long-term but they didn't want their little kids to have to be in masks or their teenagers, oh, yeah. they just came and had mental health And days. there were lots of those Heaps, people. Heaps yeah. of people. Right, so if somebody's not in your area, we're here in Bunbury today. Yeah. Um, Albany. The, <laughs> Bunbury. Mm-hmm. Albany, my mind's going nuts. Um, we um, There are all over Western Australia. Look, we're here in Western Australia, everyone. I always say that, but I mm. um, just want to make, make that clear. Um, people can find other groups like yours in their yeah. area. and they can find that if they contact me. I can, um, I can connect them with other groups that I know who are awesome. And there's some really good general uh, Facebook groups and things. Uh, I would also say you can you can register with the education department you can try curriculum. Almost every curriculum has 30 days free. Mm-hmm. So you can just try, you just sign up and then try the curriculum. So mm-hmm. see what it feels like if you want to try different curriculum because there's hundreds of choices. And then you can then you can sort of try it for a term. You know, you can actually try homeschooling. Um, so Perfect. you can come to events and see what it's like to be a homeschooler. Um, but I think most people get overwhelmed with the day-to-day. What does it look like? How many hours do I have to sit around the table and teach my kid maths and science and stuff? And it just Mm. doesn't ever look like that. Yeah, and I just want to clarify something because it it hit my brain before I just hadn't made the connection, but um, you just mentioned that your children still play sports on the weekend just like any other kid. So they've got lots of exposure to kids. You don't necessarily have to go um, to school to get that. No, so after school... Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday my kids do footy and in the summer it's basketball and on the weekend they umpire and so they're around all different leagues and clubs travelling all around the state doing umpiring like we just got back from Country Week in Perth. Yeah, and your son was making some money. He's, he's very proud he's of himself. He's about the money he, he made umpiring. Oh, that's um, awesome. And then there is a youth groups and then there is a local surf lifesaving club and then on the weekend their mates from their old school would go to the skate park together. They might go and get a slushie at HJ's and um, quite often on the Friday the teenagers who are here will do a little bit of work and then they'll go off an op shop. And we've had co- we've we've talked to the op shop people in the reject shop in town and they've said, whatever you're doing, don't stop doing it. Your kids are so respectful and so wonderful. And these are kids who are ADHD at school, uh, have been expelled from other schools and, and can't. But when they're in our homeschool thing, there's this innate we're going to be respectful. This is our rep on the line. Yep. And if we want this freedom to be able to do, while the little kids are here doing their classes, we want to be able to do our team thing, mm-hmm. then I want to hear stuff like that from local business people who mm-hmm. are like, I can tell when a kid's being truant and when a kid's come from the, your homeschool group. Because you've had so much experience. Because they're so respectful and they're not mucking around and wrecking things in the store. They're just having a bit of free time. Yeah. Um, okay, so look, Hannah, I think that's been a really good introduction to people. They, they they know who you are now and they can reach out to you. I wanted to also speak to you just sort of um, on another subject. Okay. Um, you're uh, one of the local event organisers here and I'd really encourage people to reach out to you for, for that as well because you're, um, I guess, an event organiser for the freedom movement. Yeah, okay. Um and I just hope everyone understands. Quite by accident. Quite by accident. <laughs> well, look, look like all of us, like myself. Yeah. Um, 
I'm flying, fly out work. Or I'm, I'm not. People call me a journalist for some reason. It makes me feel really uncomfortable because I'm definitely not. And I'm sure there are people out there in mainstream media who are listening to this, going, "Are you tosser?" Well, at least I don't lie. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Uh, but um, you, yeah. if if people are interested in all of the, um, well, if they're starting to reject the tyranny. And I don't need to go into that anymore. No. But there are people everywhere, all over Perth, all over um, the southwest, the mid, the mid southwest, and the far north. All that there are huge communities. I can tell you for a fact, people. There are huge communities, even in Port Hedland, mm-hmm. um, of people who are very concerned about this. And I mention it now because if you're thinking about homeschooling. You're probably already aware of all the other issues and I strongly encourage you to get involved in that because, once again, that's where you're going to meet uh, your, your people. And it's where it's your a support bit as well base. like when we were talking about m- non-compliance with certain other things mm. in, in the world that have happened. If everyone – so everyone did for 11 days. The lobby group stopped the whole alcohol thing. It took 11 days. Mm. And people don't understand the power of people and of community, real community. And in every community and every business, you're going to get a couple of people that you think, woo, that's hard to deal with. But, yeah. but that's just people. That's just human nature. That's and in right. fact, when you're homeschooling, hopefully you become more trauma-informed because you become a better person. So we have to be a little bit more trauma-informed because we're going to be hitting a ton load of trauma. Can you just, trauma. on that note, what, what's trauma-informed? Like you're aware that broken people break people that hurt people will hurt people that everyone comes with a little bit of baggage and it allows you to extend a bit of grace and not be so triggered and react to them you're responsible for your responses Mm. so there's no point someone doing or acting doing something saying something or acting in a certain way and you're telling your kids to regulate their emotions but then you're triggering off another grown adult's behavior you have to become trauma informed yeah i'm glad you mentioned that because um look one of the things that I went through with all of this happening, I um, mean, as you uh, as you grow older, and I think I'm starting, to, I'm very immature, really, people. But um, as I've grown older, um, I think that um, I've really started thinking more about the kind of person I am, yeah. and um, how I behave with others. And I'm going to put it to you this way: I don't want to sound arrogant or or, or, or whatever, or narcissistic or whatever, but um, one of the things that I started thinking about is, well, how am I interacting with other people? And uh, this being trauma-informed is why I wanted you to say what it was, is more more because um, I feel like understanding that sort of thing is fundamental to your um, spiritual growth or your the, the expansion of your consciousness, I think is another way to put it. And if if you, I'd like to say to people out there, if you're not working on that right now, um, I, I I hate to say it, but I think you you might end up getting to a point in life where it's too late, and um and you're you're missing out on the opportunity for real growth, and um and that's the heartbreaking thing about mm. observing adults in the world today. Yeah is it doesn't bode well for the next generation if the next generation models of what the adults are doing. We're supposed to learn from the mistakes of our fathers and our grandfathers right. and our mothers and our grandmothers, and we're also supposed to learn from what they did well mm. and hopefully take it further. But That's I feel right. like we're in a, such a state of disconnect and disunity. And, look, I have, I will admit absolutely I, I've come through it, but, you know, you have stages of grief. 
And I don't think I, I think I skipped denial. <laughs> oh shit! I've heck, got and went straight into rage. Yeah. <laughs> and well, for, it was right. very hard for me, even though I had a background. I really enjoyed psych nursing. I love mental health. I've done anxiety coaching for years. I know all of these little modalities we can use. And I was like, all the deep breathing, grounding on earth, and essential oils in the world couldn't stop me thinking, you flippin' nincompoops. Why are none of you thinking straight? And why isn't there a mass? non-compliance with mm. all of this. Mm. Uh, but th- that's what I was saying before is the flip side is if more people homeschool, we have 81, 83 families now that have joined and more inquiring that I haven't had time over the school holidays. Just here in this Just little town. Just here in Albany. Mm. Uh, of awake homeschoolers. There's there's 350 people on the local awake Wow. Uh, sorry, on the local homeschool page just generically, but oh. 83 families and growing of awake homeschoolers. So that's families who are not jabbed, the children aren't jabbed, they're not wearing masks and they're trying to raise more conscious, critical thinking kids. So therefore your kids' peers and who they're going to hang with and who they're going to be real with, you're you- more likely to get a nice connection there than, yeah. than a bit of angst. Yeah. And so the flip side of that is if more and more people did it and joined together in WA, they'd be epic. You, all you have to do is call up the local fire station and go, oh, all of our, we've got 20 families, so like 60 kids, and the kindy kids would just love to go on the fire engine and we'd love you to do a talk. And they're like, oh, yeah, you little beauty. Right. You can organise more fun things and do more social things if more people are involved. Absolutely. So, Yeah. Okay, so this comes to the last part. I okay. just wanted to get that in so we okay. made that connection yeah, because cool. it completely does connect. Yep. Um, I want to finish off by talking um, to the people in the audience who are st- sitting back going, yeah, righto, how in the hell am I ever going to have time to do that? Um, that's not possible. Um, we've already talked about people who have this self-defeating attitude, but I'm sure you deal with those kind of people all day long as well. How do you cope with that? What is it you say to them? Well, how do I cope with it and how, what I would give as advice are two different things. Uh, what I would say is a person who arrives at 8.30, school kicks off at 9 and they finish at 3, in that time, what amount of actual learning they do individually is very minimal Mm. (laughs) because you obviously have 40-minute classes, you have maths, you have English, you have HASS, whatever, and then you have recess, lunch and afternoon tea and you have sport and outdoor ed and all these other sort of extracurricular things. So the time that Eden – so Eden is is year one this year, so she's starting her primary school learning Mm -hmm. and we've talked about this over the holiday. She's reading through Narnia at the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I heard you speaking about that Mm. last night. I wasn't actually involved in the conversation. Yeah, so so a love of learning and a love of reading really sets them up well for life. So all three of my kids are very good readers. The middle one wasn't as good naturally, but the oldest and the youngest were. But so the time that I actually have to spend with Eden for year one to get through her curriculum is about, this is an A4 page. So mm. two pages like that of maths, but, you know, addition, subtraction, yeah, so it's road not learning much. two times the tables or whatever. And English is about the same. She could do it in three minutes. So she needs a challenge. So we do more. We explore a lot more. But again, in that unschooling role of what have we been reading, um, it's maritime week down at the 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 uh, town right now and we just did a whole dance thing last term based on under the sea and so we've been exploring all sorts of different movement and we've been doing yoga with 
dolphins and turtles and we've been talking about cleaning up Australia and joining in with Sea Shepherd to pick up plastic off the beach and that's become really important because we're learning about sea animals and ah. it will just go that will that subject will go for for year one, two, three or more for her life. So what you're sort of saying is that um while people sort of are sitting back thinking, how in the hell am I going to give my kid eight hours of education a day? It's yeah. not eight hours. No. Dylan's probably doing Two out. I mean, he loves it, so he would easily do six. He just loves his curriculum. It's very competitive. They get points, and he likes it. Jackson does the bare minimum. Jackson's the kind. He's the one with the long hair. He's yeah. probably just going to be a drummer in a band or something. Like he's super chilled out. He's like, oh, probably be very successful. He anyway. could. He could be. He's he's, mm. he's the one that wants to do the bivouac track. So his interest is in hiking. So he's exploring cultural Noongar language for the oh, bivouac. Wow. He's doing bush tucker that he can find along the way. He's looking into hiking and the history of it. He's going to do the whole thousand and four kilometers solo. He's preparing for that. So his schoolwork, wow. his maths, his English, his writing is all around his passion. He has to do Egyptian history. So he's building a pyramid out of Lego and researching oh, wow. the colors and that to, to show that it's a desert, not a rainforest. And so he, the kids get to do their curriculum and learn the things that they're sort of expected to learn, but in a way that suits them. Yeah, it's what I needed. Um, mm. It's like what we all need, I think. So what was your question? Or oh, how do I deal with that? So mm. one, it's not as much time. Eden honestly could be ready in 20. And then we go off and do stuff. We go to Air mm. Park and do STEM with other homeschoolers. We go to the beach. We hang so out. It's, it's, not the, it's not the crazy, crazy level of commitment that, no, that people I think it is. I have five businesses well, that's that I la- run around well, that's three homeschool Well, that's the next part of what I wanted to talk about. But the, um, the point is that um, it's not that massive commitment that people are yep. concerned about. And I have created a, a hub so that if people are overwhelmed, if they're like, I need a break, I just can't. Well, then that's why we've got teachers and EAs who lost their jobs, who each mm. kid pays 3 to $5 per uh, per kid, and then they go and do a 45-minute class or whatever. There you then go. Then the teacher gets paid cash, and then each student gets a little a, a chance to be with a different person, different yep. style of teaching. And the teacher gets to do what they love and what they're passionate about. I hate maths. I would yep. like to outsource that. I don't like right. messy art. I'm like, oh, so much so cleanup. There, so there's always going to be someone with a passion and a gifting, yep. and we just hook everyone well, up you, with you, you network and you work together yeah. as part of a community. And it's, I guess homeschooling is also community building in a oh. sense. Well, not in a sense. It's building it the village is. so that it, you can you can pick up stuff and say, I can't get back. I had a, a call and I said, oh, my gosh, I've totally stuffed this. And the girls were like, we'll pick up Eden and bring her back. And Oh, perfect. You know, there's just that goes on all the time. Right. Okay, so, so the last part of this question, this segment, uh, to wrap the, this up, have you got some ideas for people in the way that they can possibly start setting up um, passive incomes and things like that to yeah. be able to be a homeschooler? Are you yeah. covering that subject as well? Yeah, so um, if people ask for that, I have a really cool connected community down here and really in Australia and worldwide, family and friends. So I've been lucky that I've been pretty real about my journey the whole way through. So when people saw my before pictures and then saw my after pictures, they were like, holy crap, because they knew me at before. Mm-hmm. They knew me in the hospital. They knew what the kids were going through. So mm-hmm. they've tracked that. So for people that have been along the way, if I say, oh, there's this new product that's just come out in our range, they're like, oh, my gosh, sign me up, take my money. I love it. Because they just right. know that I would partner with – I was talking with Dr. Mark before – everything – has the science behind it. Yeah. So it's not hard. It's not like it's hard to sell. So I have a passive income coming through every month from right. detox 
products, right. CBD oil for the ADHD kids who find it hard ah. to settle, aromatherapy for for kids to again have calm. Rosemary's been known since before Roman times to be a really good memory. They use it in dementia and Alzheimer's. And they so do. we diffuse that from the diffuser up here while the kids are sitting around here and it helps them have memory recall, retain knowledge. Right. So there's this whole aspect of this because this is a very holistic thing. If you're going to take on homeschooling, you've really got to do it. You have to have the tools in your toolbox to yeah. be able to do it. And then and, and having someone like Hannah in your, in your local area will, will help you get on that road. Yeah. And um, But uh, we're a global community, so you can okay. still – the beauty of social media is that you can still have Hannah. You can't be at Hannah's house on a Thursday dropping your That's kids right. off like the local mums can, but you can have a heap of reframing, different ideas, encouragement. There's a Facebook group that's um, What Am I Learning, I think it's called, mm-hmm. and you can just post and say, we did this today, and then all of the different homeschool mums who've done it for a long time are like, okay, that hits Hass, that hits KPIs for maths, you did trigonometry, you did it. And so yeah. you're like, woohoo. And then you can take that to the moderator, like, I know that I yeah, yeah, I yeah. learned something out of it. There was a there was a technical thing I learned when we did this activity today, but but not everyone is right. good at picking and, that up. And indeed, just to sort of come back to the, yeah, the making um, a passive income yep. so that because I mean you're like you've got a husband who works mm-hmm. and I'm sure just about everyone in this situation is going to be very similar to that unless you're a single parent. Um, that's going to be another story. Possibly we could cover some things on that from that perspective later mm-hmm. on at another time. But he but, did lose his job and it really helped to have the, yes and my income coming in. And this and, and yes. That was that is cool. that's that's really cool really yeah and I th- but I think where I was heading with this is mm. that um, you could potentially use the setting up of your passive income as part of the learning for your child and have your child involved in that process. Totally. Um, they are all involved they, in that I, process. I, I thought you were going to say that. I thought you were going to say that. So um, people, I think as a parting comment, what I'd like to say is keep an open mind. Don't be afraid to ask stupid questions. Reach out to people like Hannah and just know that there are a million options out there that there for each, everyone's different, right? But there is going to be something there for you that you'll be able to connect with. There is a way. Yeah. And the more of us who go into this and explore these other ways. You have mo- to create alternate ways. Yep. That's right. Yep. And, um, and this thing will just grow and we'll take back the power over our own lives, which is just exactly what's wrong right now. Yep. Um, society's going out of control. Our leadership are out of control. They're willingly hurting us. Yep. And that is not a conspiracy and theory, people. And our children. Um, don't want to have to repeat myself, but we were told for a full year that children were never going to have to have the jab. There was, COVID was never going to harm them. And now there's this huge push. Huge. To inject tiny children with an experimental medical procedure, that is just so criminal. I can't understand how people... And there are local people who are suffering. Their children are suffering already. The data is already coming out. The data is very, very evident and it's very present. And anyone who doesn't believe me, just go and start asking and talking to people. You'll find out really quickly. So, um, Hannah, thank you very much on that note. Um, Everyone, please, please make a comment... Um, on the podcast, yeah. ask a question. 
If you need Hannah's contact details, look in the description below. I'll have them there for you. We'll list Hannah's social medias as well. Yeah, and I'll just add as well that I coach parents with this. So to get started, how old are your kids? What do they like to do? Curriculum choices. Here's a few examples. Try these ones for free, step by step, so that you're not like, I really want to do this, but there's no way. And I want to also add real quickly, healing happens. So parents were like, no way, my kid is Tigger. He bounces off the walls. We, we would drive each other nuts within 10 minutes. Yeah. You see parents like that who allow their kid to bounce off the walls and then they heal and then they start progressing in their reading and all yeah. that stuff because how they are in school is so different to how they are when they start to heal. Yeah. That's really important. So when I coach they start on that. They can, they can reach out to me and I can actually help them get started. Brilliant, Once Hannah. you're started, once you're mentored in it, you actually get your own rhythm and then it's not as overwhelming. Hannah, thank you yeah. so much for being yeah, with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate yeah. that. And I hope everyone that's listening has, has got an appreciation for what Hannah is actually doing. Um, again, please reach out to her. Um, or, or even if you're not in this area, just reach out to her. She might be able to direct you into the right to the right place. Yeah. And um, the more people get involved, the better the resources, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Because everyone's got their own unique skill set. Uh, yep. skill set yep. and um, we can all contribute to this together look everyone thank you so much for joining so i'd just like to mention finally that um uh fuel's two dollars forty a liter and i'm doing astronomical kilometers and i desperately need your financial support could you please go to either install the podbean app and become a patron through the podbean app on your mobile device download podbean look for the eight news show with the number eight Follow us and please become a patron. Even if you sponsor me just $1 a week, it all helps. Um, I'd really, really appreciate that. And the I'm, website? The website. Um, before. We, I don't have a um, – look, I'm, I'm too busy at the no. moment. I just don't actually have a proper website, but I do have a podcast website. Okay. It is The 8 News Show, one word with the number 8, The 8 News Show, dot podbean.com and i'm in the process of updating that at the moment actually i've got some photographs of mark over there who's going to go up on the co-hosting page or the hosting page i've I've created it already um and further down the track one of the other plans i've got to do is i'm going to have a feature for every podcast we've ever done where there'll be all the information that um has come out of that so that it'll be more of a profile of what the podcast was about because we're aiming to do this as a um, a research source for later on um, because all these things we're talking about on this show are just deeply important and I'm not trying to overstate the, my own importance but um, look, no, we, the we, we're in a society where we're, um, our, our, what's the word? Like our First Amendment rights, our right to free speech is being stripped away from us. Um, the contest of ideas is being demonised all the time. Well, I'm fighting back with that. This is the contest of ideas. If you re- reject what we're saying, please make a comment below. Yeah. Make it constructive, though. Um, you are just a moron if you're going to write in, oh, you've got a shit show. No, um, make <laughs> it constructive. Um, please be, be an adult. Yeah. Be, be an adult. You, you, you have the intelligence. You just need to stop and think about it a little bit and maybe switch off the TV and maybe think about something else other than who bounced the ball best. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, thank you, Hannah. Um, thank you, everyone else, for listening. Um, this has been The 8 News Show. I'm your host, Andrew Hughes. Thank you for joining me. And we're going to close the show with 
the same song that I close every show with because it's relevant and it's cool. This is Hold the Line by Kelly Newton Wordsworth. Thank you and goodbye. Yeah.